Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, the late Supreme Court draft uh, has left many asking questions about what a post-Roe world would look like. Could be a good opportunity, could be a great opportunity for lawmakers, both on the right and on the left, to do some real reform when it comes to America's family policy. And uh, this time they can actually make sure it's really targeting and producing the results for those who actually need it the most. Wells King is the research director at American Compass and a former policy advisor to Congress's Joint Economic Committee, joins us on the line. Uh, Wells, uh, you see this as a, uh, a great opportunity uh, to kind of reform and reframe what America family policy really looks like. Uh, yes, absolutely. And thank you for having me on, Boyd. Uh, I think conservatives, uh, especially next Congress, have a really unique opportunity to cement the GOP as the parents' party. Uh, you're, you're right about the leaked Dobbs opinion. If it holds, we will finally have overturned Roe and recognize the dignity of unborn life and law. Um, but Republicans also look poised to take back the House and possibly even the Senate. And so Republicans may find themselves in the same position they did back in 1997, following the, so following the rise of Speaker Gingrich and the Republican Revolution when uh, the child tax credit was first passed by Republican Congress and signed by a Democratic president. And uh, I'm, I'm of the view that conservatives should take that opportunity to push for a sequel and should champion a signature reform and an expansion of, of uh, the child tax credit that supports uh, hardworking families and reinforces the pillars of stable family life, namely uh, work and marriage. Yeah, and as you uh, look at that, uh, one of the things that uh, you and uh, Brad Wilcox point out in uh, your piece at Deseret.com uh, is that it's it's being pro-life is is more than uh, just stopping or prohibiting abortion. It, it's a host of other things. And uh, you mentioned the child tax credit as as part of that. Uh, and over the last few years, that's been an area that has provided some help, but also created a lot of uncertainty, even looking at the way things were rolled out uh, over the past year in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, a lot of hardworking families you know, we're receiving those payments along the way. They got to tax season this year, you know, expecting their normal return. And it just either didn't exist or they even had to pay this year. What's the what's the mm-hmm. right step? What's the right focus in terms of that child tax credit uh, to really make it produce the result and help those who actually need it the most? Yeah, well, uh, the, the, the child tax credit, uh, as you know, had been expanded under President Biden. Um, uh, he, he did a temporary expansion of the credit and made it available to all families, 
including those that didn't have a single worker in the household. Um, Brad Wilcox and I take a different view. We think that it was right to expand the child tax credit to make it more generous um, and to make the payments monthly. But there was a really big problem with the way that Biden handled it and that it was uh, available to families that didn't work. Uh, not only d d does this not um, support one of the basic pillars of family flourishing, that is you know, being able to earn your living to support yourself, but it also really violates American values and norms of reciprocity. And so what we think is there should be a really simple work requirement attached to an expanded child tax credit. Um, one that just looks back on your previous year's earnings and, 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 and based on that sets a threshold. And if you earn above that, you receive the full amount. And if you earn less than that the previous year, you receive a slightly scaled down form of a benefit. This would make sure that it's available to as many families as possible and all working families, but also that the benefit is more generous than it's previously been in the past. Uh, I, think that's, I think that's so important, and uh, it really does create that uh, that glide path. I know so many of the uh, the programs actually penalize you know getting that next job or you know moving up a little bit, uh, and suddenly it's a free fall or it becomes like a hundred percent tax uh, for a, a parent to take that mm -hmm. next job or to get that promotion. Uh, we've seen that play out. Uh, what else right. is important in terms of that glide path to make sure that we are stabilizing and strengthening those those family units? Well, one additional thing that Brad Wilcox and I propose, um, less to further encourage work, but mostly to encourage what conservatives have long championed as being a, a cornerstone of stable family life, is marriage. Um, there are so many policies, not only in the federal tax code, but especially in the welfare state that penalize marriage and that discourage, especially low income couples from um, from, from, from from tying the knot. Um, we think those penalties should be addressed. They should be removed. But Republicans should also affirmatively assert conservatives should assert and place a clear publicly demonstrated value on marriage, not only what it does for our nation, for communities, but especially for children. And so what we propose is a 20% bonus for married couples. So for parents that have a spouse with at least one spouse working, they'll receive a 20% supplement on the child tax credit that they receive. Oh, that's, uh, that's fascinating uh, to see, again, some of those things that just are that building block of society, uh, to, again, not being penalized, uh, but actually being uh, rewarded and strengthened. Uh, anything else we should be watching for uh, as this, uh, all of this obviously will get very interesting over the next few weeks as the Supreme Court ultimately does issue a ruling and then, uh, of course, the midterms and, and, as you alluded to, what comes in the next Congress uh, what else sh should we be watching for, things that uh, can be strengthening and helpful there? Well, I think the politics of the child tax credit expansion are going to be very interesting. Um, the Biden White House really pushed its child tax credit expansion as a signature policy reform and really thought that the temporary one-year expansion was going to be made permanent. But it wasn't. Not only did they not make it a permanent extension, uh, the policy is widely considered to be a failure. It was poorly implemented, poorly designed, and wasn't nearly as popular as they expected it to be. And so I think, one, we should begin to look out for uh, potentially some Democrats kind of coming back to reality a bit and seeing that unconditional cash to parents 
isn't necessarily the right approach and that maybe we should be encouraging and promoting work. But on the flip side, I think especially from conservatives, what we should look for is, as you noted at the very beginning, um, a, a really comprehensive family-focused agenda for pro-life, pro-family Republicans. This would look at more than just banning abortion, but would look at a whole range of supports, especially for expecting mothers, but for families more generally. This can be a child tax credit expansion. This can be, um, you know, you know, improvements to, um, um, you know, like the prenatal health care, um, maternal health, uh, to education policy, really trying to build out um, a, a broader set of pro-family reforms so that the GOP can head into uh, midterms really championing itself as a parent's party. Fantastic. Wells King is the research director at American Compass, former, former policy advisor to the Congress's Joint Economic Committee. A lot of great work coming out of the Joint Economic Committee over the years uh, and a great piece uh, by Wells King and Brad Wilcox in today's uh, Deseret.com. Uh, Wells, thanks for joining us. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, we'll be uh, joined by uh, Olivier. Uh, we'll be, Knox will be joining us from the Washington Post. Uh, update on what's happening with Ukraine and what comes next. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.